That's you do got to take a break. It is a lot of fun, but sometimes <laughs> it's like, yeah, you, you, you get, like today I was coming home and I had to use my debit card and I'm just working all the time and I'm so freaking exhausted. Yeah. I couldn't remember the pin to my debit card. Wow. Yeah. I, isn't that I can terrible? Probably, I can probably guess it. Is it one, two, three, four? No, <laughs> it's one, two, three, five. I'm pretty clever. <laughs> I am pretty, pretty clever. I saw the look one, on two, your three. face. One, one, two, three, four. That's ridiculous. I saw the look on That's your face. Ridiculous. I think one, I it's guessed one, it. Two, it's, it's one, two, three, five. <laughs> I think you're so smart, Mr. Tim Hamilton. I think I had a my bicycle when I was in, in grade school. You remember those locks that turned? They had numbers? Yeah. And you, you swivel the numbers around. I think mine was one, three, two, four. I think I did that. Oh, you're clever. <laughs> I don't know. That, that bike got stolen. So. <laughs> it did it? Oh, well. It, well, yeah. <laughs> it got stolen. From school, from your house, from just out? From behind our house. Oh, man, that sucks. In our tiny town, a robbery. Yeah. Tiny, creepy town with a couple unsolved murders. <clears throat> couple unsolved murders. But it was the 70s. You were allowed. It's the SETI BIMCO Show. Over the holidays, we celebrate the long, cold nights by silently staring into the darkness. It's the holidays. It is the holidays. You hate the holidays? I love the holidays. No, I love the holidays. Um, I don't like the way Christmas begins as early as it does. I like Mm -hmm. my festivities like compact in that like week, week and a half from like, say, December 20th to New Year's, let's say. Right, right. I like that. No, I love Christmas. I love the idea of togetherness. I love the idea of giving gifts. I like the idea. I love all that stuff. I, I absolutely, and I love Thanksgiving and I love, no, I absolutely love it. Just, I don't like that it lasts so long. Like at yes. work, we had the Christmas stuff out. You hate it. I think the weekend after Labor Day. <clears throat> right. might have been the day after Labor Day. I mean, mm-hmm. it was early. Well, you know. And here's the yeah. thing. And you want to know the scary part about it? I'm like uh, looking at the stuff going, you know, I could, I, I, I think I'm going to buy three of these. I'm like, wait a second, it's September, stop. (laughs) Oh, they were like little um, uh, varying sizes of Christmas trees, but they were very, Um, um, very primitively done. So it was just like basically, it kind of, like it made the Charlie Brown Christmas tree look like, you know, a Douglas fir, you know, it's just, I mean, they're just, they're very, very kind of primitive. They're almost kind of like sculpture instead of like Christmas trees. Um, And I just, (laughs) and they're still sitting there and they have three different heights and I'm all about the different heights the different heights of trees really well, you got to have the um you got to have like the uh, the uh what, what do they call that when you have the varying heights you've got to like height phobia no no height obsession no that was the word no i don't know anyway i i anyway so yeah i, I was guilty i was looking at the stuff are you gonna get in my case if i don't say merry christmas no, I. You know what? I'm. You know, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Do, just do. You know, do whatever you want to do. No, I'm. I'm. Don't, I don't judge anybody. If you want to celebrate, that's great. I gotta, if I you don't want to celebrate, and, I, and I'm not going to sit here and go, no, it's wonderful. Oh, why don't you? No, I'd never do that to anybody. I got my war on Christmas to, to keep. Oh. To keep. So it is true. <laughs> so it is true what they report on Fox News. Yes. So there actually is. There actually mm-hmm. is a caravan of, of hostile Central American migrants making their way to the That's got U.S.-Mexico Christmas. board. <laughs> Hillary Clinton really is the head of a cannibalistic cabal mm-hmm. in a pizza parlor in Alexandria. Maybe. Anyway, the holidays. They're here. Do you, do you, do you like eggnog? Or, or you hate eggnog? I like eggnog. There's, there's two camps. I like eggnog. I like eggnog again. I like eggnog during those 10 days <laughs> from like December 20th to New Year's. I don't want a glass of eggnog in July. Okay. No, no, no. No one does. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but no, like some people are like, we're already selling it. You know, I'm like, no, it's too early for eggnog. It is too <laughs> early for eggnog. You just reminded me. I have to go get some. Anyway. Oh, Yeah. What do you put in yours? 
just rum. I rum made it once. I don't know if you ever made it with uh, egg and everything. No, I, I, I didn't. I, I probably, well, maybe I'd be able to do it. I know it just seems very, very complicated. And with my luck, with the, with the, with the, with the eggs, I would probably like give somebody salmonella. That's like my <laughs> biggest fear. That's why you put the alcohol in it. Yeah. Well, there anyway, you go. Oh, I, before we go too far, I got to say this is the SETI BIMCO show, the SETI BIMCO holiday extravaganza. And later today, we're going to talk about a really tough movie. It was bad, but it's Babes in Toyland. Not the good mm-hmm. one. Not with Laurel and Hardy, but with Keanu Reeves. Which Channel uh, 11 used to show every year at Christmas. Oh, yeah. But before we get there, we just talk quickly about the holidays, I guess. Well, we could. I, my, my, what I have to talk about, that what felt, happened to me is... That felt, felt forced. Oh, did something happen that to was kind of, that, that was kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if it was holiday-related, although I suppose it could happen on the holidays. Now, of course, I live in Auburn, New York. Yes. Uh, I was here in the late 80s, early 90s, and uh, you know, I have an associate's degree from Kiyu Community College, right actually down the yeah. street here from my apartment. And, uh, you know, I like, I, I, you know, I've got dear, dear friends I've had for 35 years. Um, I'm going to be a little generous with this adjective. Um, Auburn is a little quirky. Yes. Um, and again, not to make life anything, we have a serious opioid epidemic up here. Yes, uh, we have we have a maximum security prison right in the middle of town, um, and you have a historic house. So, I don't mean to interject your story. Yes, we have the Seward House. Yeah, and Ooh. the Harriet Tubman House. Yes, yes, Harriet Tubman is one. I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, we also William Seward, Seward's Folly, Alaska, Secretary of State under Lincoln and oh, Johnson. Okay. I didn't know that one. Uh, also from Auburn. Yep. Okay. Um, and uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, the town so, is quirky. Um, this town is quirky. You know, we have a we have a maximum security prison. Inmates, when they're released, you know, will sometimes settle in the town. Uh, their families will move up here to be closer to their loved ones incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And I'm not making any judgments on anything. I'm just trying to give you the make. You know. Yeah. And you process the information. As you will. But we have some very quirky people in this town. Okay. And the other day I was walking down the street and I heard this couple, this man and this woman, like fighting, like arguing, like bleep, 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 you know, and F and this. And, and I can barely make it out what they're saying. And she's yelling back at him. It's just this terrible, terrible, terrible mm-hmm. argument. Okay. And so I'm like thinking, you know, are they from a group home for many mentally challenged and or mentally ill people? Uh, did they just leave the what? methadone clinic? You know, are they homeless? What? On the other hand, maybe she's maybe she's a certified public accountant and he's a dental yeah. hygienist. Maybe you know, I was say again, not painting with broad strokes here. So, maybe they're so arguing so about they, which which version of Justice League was better. Oh, you oh you're going to find out what they were arguing about in just a second here. Okay, well I want to guess whether so, they thought the director's cut of so, Justice League was better. So than, I'm getting closer and closer to them. I'm like kind of. <laughs> going as far to the right on the sidewalk as I can without getting hit by a car. Because <laughs> I really don't want, like, a fist to fly in or something and just, like, catching no. me inadvertently. And uh, <clears throat> so they're finally getting closer. I'm starting to make out what they're saying. And he's yelling at here, You have no effing idea what you're talking about. Gryffindor values courage, bravery, oh, nerve, on, and chivalry. Hufflepuff values hard work, patience, justice, and loyalty. Hand to God, Tim. It's no. funny because it's true. <laughs> you mean I was not? I wasn't too far off the off the mark. I mean, it was pretty when ridiculous. I, when I right? guess yeah. Justice League. Yeah, I mean, you're making, yeah, you're but, making yeah, that I mean, up. I just Come no on. hand. To, that's why hand there? to God. It's so it's it's funny because it's true. Did they have any gray hairs? Not that I'm I can tell. Saying I really the, the didn't. Want, I, I didn't really make. I really didn't make eye contact with them, Tim. Okay. No, they look <laughs> okay. like they were like maybe. I would guess around 30, 35, maybe. Oh no. They could have been twenty-two and just have had a hard life. Who knows? You know. But <laughs> you know, I was like, oh my god! I mean, they were like screaming, calling each other every name in the book over. Did you stop? the houses at Hogwarts? Did you stop to help them out? No, I Can didn't. I just argument? kept on walking. I just, I just kept on. Because you've walking. read all those books, I know. 
No, I haven't. You know the story about the books, don't you? <laughs> that you read them all? Yes. You've got all the movies? No, you know, don't you? You know the story. I, the I read story. the first three books. I read the first three books. Okay. I read the first three books. And then the fourth book, The Goblet of Fire, which is like the size of the Koran. Yes. That was the very first uh, midnight release of the book. Oh, of, John. A, of, a, of a J.K. Rowling book. You didn't go, did you, John? I did. Were you shoving me kids my, out of the way? Me, no, well, <laughs> me and my partner, we both got into them. And they were having, I was living in Greenville, North Carolina at the time. And my partner at the time, Michael and I. Okay. The Barnes & Noble was like literally, literally around the corner from our condo. Uh-huh. And he's like, I want to go. I'm like, well, okay, sure. And you had a call and make a reservation. So <laughs> we, so. John, you're tall enough. Just shove those kids out of your way. No. So they decided <laughs> at the midnight opening, and we got there like about 10 o'clock, that the midnight release, they That's were late. keeping the, the, the coffee bar, the Starbucks, open all night and giving everyone for free. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. I guess Scholastic paid for this. I don't know. Gave them unlimited coffee, coffee oh my God. and hot chocolate drinks. Oof. Now, no. Now, if you can imagine. One bathroom. A, no. <laughs> if you can imagine a Barnes & Noble filled with six, seven, and eight-year-olds hopped, on <laughs> up, hopped up on caffeine coming on Wait, along midnight. Did they give coffee to the kids? They gave them hot chocolate, which has, you know, the yeah. same, basically the same thing in it, right? Yeah. yeah. Sugar. Oh, just, it's just a hot chocolate. <laughs> and it's free. And, you know, so it's like, oh, my God. So they gave us out pieces of colored construction paper. Even you? And that would determine, that would determine, <laughs> well, that would determine what group you were in and what order you would receive the book. So, there, you know, there's like, the, you know, red, yellow, oh. orange, blue, green, purple. And... They hand me the ticket, and it's a brown piece of construction paper. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, this can't be good. (laughs) Because, you know, brown's not going first. You know what I mean? (laughs) They're going to pick, like, one of the primary colors. They're going to pick, like, a red or a yellow or a blue. Well, I'm going to guess your your partner got red. We were No, no, because you can only get one book. There's only one slot left. You only get one book. Gotcha. And... uh, we were the second to last group. So it was like oh, getting on 2 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you know, and it was just like, and these kids are really, really starting to get on my nerves. Punchy, I'm sure. Yeah, I went into this like really kind of industrial <laughs> kind of like post-punk where everybody was dressed as a goth and like they were tying each other up. And it was it was really scary. I was, not, I was not as terrified there as I was. At the Barnes and Noble in Greenville, North Carolina, the <laughs> night that J.K. Rowling's The Gobble to Fire dropped. <laughs> Were you the oldest person there? No, that, actually far that, from that didn't and, have and, a child. Question, that didn't have a child, you were gonna ask that? No, we weren't. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, we weren't. Not at all. That was that was that was the funny part about it. I, and I knew you I knew you were gonna <laughs> make that little uh you know, addendum like without kids, and you expect me, you expect me to go. Well, uh, no, we were not the oldest few. Of course, at that point, I was like only still too old. 30, 32, 33. Okay, yeah. All right, the world went nuts for that for a while. So, the world went nuts for that for a while. Uh, I guess they still are. I mean, they do something here. She she passes gas online, and she's another. She's got another hundred million dollars. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, how about how about well, you? What's new with you? What's going on? Anything exciting? Um, I was gonna. Nothing new happened except probably probably gonna get off Twitter. Okay. And I don't know what the alternative is because I thought, well, TikTok. I just post a video maybe of us like uh, recording sometimes or me uh-huh. editing so i joined All up right. i joined up for tiktok you just you just i just hit view videos i didn't type anything into it john i didn't type anything it's just like view videos i'm i'm new here 
I have no friends. No login, no registration. No, no, no what I mean is I'm new. I didn't friend anybody. I didn't follow anybody. I just hit. Oh, so let's, let's see what videos TikTok is showing me. The first video they show me is a young lady in a bikini, two-piece bikini. She's breastfeeding her child. Hmm. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why? I know. Why? I know you say there's, what do you call it? Algorithms. But no point. Honest. I'm not lying. No, no point in no my point life did I ever type in that I wanted to see a woman breastfeeding her child. At no point. Nothing. I, I, we've all typed strange in, yeah. things into Google. Yeah. You look like you don't breastfeed. Breastfeeding. But I've never No, asked. I totally believe you. No, because I had really, because I had a, uh, no, go, go ahead. I'll tell you, I, I, because I, I had a little. That's some, all I have to say. I'm just like, why are you showing well, no, me like, I this? Google, I Google searched this random thing about like retiring in Portugal, because I was reading right. somewhere where Portugal is a very reasonable place for Americans to retire. Yes. And now all of a sudden I'm getting like these Brazilian videos in Portuguese. Okay. You know, women yeah, breastfeeding, breast, women bre- breastfeeding, bre- women breastfeeding <laughs> on the beach in Rio. In a bikini, yeah. Well, that's not odd. I thought you were going somewhere odd. That, that's obvious. That's the opposite of what I'm saying, John. I never typed in. <laughs> I wanted to see kids. I rescue. mean, but my point is, what I I didn't type in Brazil. All I did was now suddenly yeah, I yeah, speak Portuguese. You, were, you know, what you I'm were looking. No, I'm just saying. You, what I'm saying is, you could have uh, you could have typed in something like. Uh, Boneless chicken breast recipe. <laughs> possibly, possibly. <laughs> you know, but I'm just, I'm just giving that as an example. That could have happened. Just like one time, uh, and I don't care about this. I, I, I filled in on drawing the Doctor Who comic. I never talk about my work here because I don't care about it. But okay. I, like somebody's like, this artist dropped out. Will you draw the Doctor Who comic story? And I don't care about spinoff stuff. I mean, I like, I don't care if I get to draw Doctor Who. So I filled in. I went online. I'm like, I need reference for Doctor Who. And I typed in some Doctor Who stuff. And, and does I'm sure some people out there remember. And do you remember Adric? You, I don't know how much Vaguely. you watched Doctor Who. He was like a... Vaguely, I do. Yeah. A 12-year-old yeah. kid. He was annoying. Nobody yes. liked him. And they killed him off. Yes. So And they did it they, And they did an American version with the Joshua John Miller. No, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I'm looking... I'm just looking up Doctor Who reference while I'm drawing this. And again, yeah. I didn't type... Uh, I, I must have typed in about companions. And I got to a page where somebody had drawn naked Adric, and he's like 12 years old. And I'm like, oh, and I just clicked, clicked yeah. it off. I closed every, yeah. closed every browser. I'm like, no, yeah. I did not type I mean, there, in there, anything there, to see that. Exactly. So uh, exactly, yeah, yeah. It's, it's scary. Somebody out there drew naked Adric. Adric. Yeah. Oh. So that's all I'm talking <laughs> anyway. about. We that were going to talk no, about Christmas. No. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Merry Christmas. We'll try. Let's, let's get to this movie because it's so terrible. Let's get to the movie. This movie's it terrible. Really is. Did I pick it? It is terrible. Did I pick it? We had I a think consensus. You did, Tim. Do, you want, do you want me to say I picked it so you can like, I don't care. My I reputation online is ruined anyway. You did pick it, yes. Babes in Toyland from 1986 starring... Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. and, and a bunch of other people we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, we know the plot because it's a classic tale about Toyland and uh, Barnabas, Barnaby wants to marry the daughter of the old woman who lives in the shoe because for some reason he holds the lease on her house, even though no one else in Toyland seems to have any trouble with anything. Right. I don't think right. Houses, but takes place in Toyland, where you got all the Toyland characters. Yeah, which I just, I didn't, I wouldn't have felt comfortable there. Like, the place gave me the creeps. <laughs> it was. We'll get to that. But that's the plot. Well, the plot. <clears throat> the plot the is plot. the Wizard of Oz. The plot the is plot. the Wizard of Oz. Yes, they, they, they add Wizard of Oz to this, this movie. The plot is the Wizard of Oz. Because Lisa, Lisa and her sister Mary and Keanu, they live in Cincinnati. They sing a song about Cincinnati. Oh boy! Do you like yes. that song? That was a fantastic <laughs> song. And oh, H I O Ohio, USA. <laughs> I didn't know there were that many songs about Cincinnati, <clears throat> and yet I can't find anybody in the production with the Cincinnati the with the Cincinnati connection. 
Uh, did it just did it just fit in the song? I mean, I the guess, musical director yes. was English. The director was English. It must have just of all that Minneapolis couldn't fit in. No, nope. nope, Cincinnati. Uh, I guess Cincinnati, Cincinnati is fun to say. Plus, you couldn't have had the, you couldn't have had Richard Mulligan calling her since a what's it? That's right, since a what's key? Since a what's key? Sorry, did you fall asleep in this movie? Come on. No, I didn't. Let's As a matter of fact, I had the captioning on. Um, sits a, sits, yes, that's what it was. Okay, yes. Lisa and Mary are sisters. Uh, Mary seems to work in a department store. Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. is is their friend. And the manager of the store is Richard Mulligan, who you know from Soap and you know, plenty of other stuff. He's famous for yeah, Soap. Empty, em- empty Nest. Empty Nest. The Golden Girls spinoff. Right. He married a adult film star, name of Rachel Ryan. Did you catch that? That was his mm-hmm. last wife. She made yeah. adult adult films from. I looked this up, nineteen eighty five to nineteen ninety six. A long career. A long and stellar career <laughs> in the adult film industry. We and I did porn. type. I did type her in to look up her history, and I fully expected to see what I saw. So see. Okay, and then you're going to wonder why. No. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're I looked her up. TikTok videos of breastfeeding women in bikinis. That's a very specific thing to, to pop up, John. Never have I wanted uh, to see that. It's not right. I mean, that's not right. There's I a mean, child in there. That's TikTok. Come I've on. been near one of them things since birth. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the fact there's a child in the video. I mean, that's, come on, TikTok. That's, uh... yeah. Anyway. Let's get back to... How do you set that to music, anyway? They're driving home from the store because there's going to be a big storm in Cincinnati. WKRP reported it. It's going to be a big storm. (laughs) (laughs) Old man joke. Uh, And they ride home singing Cincinnati, and they slide off the road, and somehow Drew Barrymore goes sliding down the the hill, seems to hit a tree. Is that what happens? Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened. Nobody, nobody, you know, she's, she's pulling a, um, Sonny Bono and, you know, people don't, mm. people do not live, not to take that lightly, but people don't live when they hit trees. I don't think. Mm. But she hits, I guess, a, she hits a tree. Hit, I guess it depends how you hit it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Name one person that survived know. it, John. Name one person who has survived. Sonny Bono? No. Uh, okay. One of the Kennedys. There's gotta be no, there's got to be somebody. Uh, a few, a few Kennedys. Somebody. A few Kennedys. They hit trees. They went skiing they, after they, drinking. No, be, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm convinced there is somebody who has who has hit a tree name, and lived to tell a tale. Name, if you have hit a tree and lived to tell a tale while skiing, please, please send an email to Sadie Vimco with an Vimco. E at Gmail. Kennedy, John. Name one Kennedy that has skied sober. Can't do it. I bet you rose. I bet you rose. The mother. I bet you she didn't touch. I bet you she didn't touch a drop. I bet you that's that's probably right, John. You know the old joke in Boston. You know how like people say, you know, if they if you ask an obvious question with an obvious answer, and they say like, you know, is the Pope Mm -hmm. Catholic? Does a bear shit in the woods? Mm -hmm. Well, when I used to be out on Cape Cod, it was, does Rose Kennedy own a black dress? (laughs) Oh, jeez. Drew Barrymore, she wakes up after hitting a tree, and she wakes up in Toyland. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Doesn't she float down to Toyland? I forget. Floating, floating in, floating in her little sled that her sister has bought her she's at a, the five and dime because she's an or angel. dollar tree or whatever the heck it is, and she is much like a movie that the title escapes me right now. A house lands on <laughs> yes, a witch. Do you I, recall that film, yes. Tim? <laughs> I think she's dead. This is heaven. This is hell. Yeah. This is the, hell. This is the good place. It was just like, I think I developed type 2 diabetes watching this movie. It is like so. We'll get to that, yes. It's so sicky sweet, it's creepy. So this was filmed in Germany, believe it or not. Yes. I looked that Munich. up. Munich, they spent a lot of money on it. Well, I'm wondering whether this is part of a little amusement park. I, I didn't look at it. I don't care. I just, because they have those, they, they have the stupid little go-kart cars in this movie we'll get to that but yeah the town is two blocks big two blocks at most um she meets uh georgie diabetic porgy that's what i call him he's the <laughs> cookie taster at the cookie factory that's his job yep. right 
who resembles, coincidentally, oh, yes. George, who works at the Five and Dime, right. with Jack and Mary. Right. And then we see... This, this plot sounds so, so familiar. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Barnaby, who resembles the, the man who runs the, uh, the store that they work for. Yes. Barnaby, right? No, I want to say Barnabas, but it's Barnaby. Barnaby, Barnaby, Barnaby Barnacle. He lives in a bowling ball. Very, very Black odd with three holes. Was there like an <laughs> double entendre joke there that yeah. I didn't get? It's black <laughs> with three holes. I, I was like, am I supposed to be getting that? Because like, I, you know, I'm like thinking I shouldn't be maybe offended by that. But Me then too. I'm like, I, was but I, I don't, but I can't really like eh, nothing that would get a laugh at a cocktail party. So I'm like, well, oh, maybe it's nothing. I have a note here. Do not bring up black with three holes. <laughs> There's nowhere we can go with that. I was one step ahead of you, Tim. <clears throat> so uh, Barnaby's going to marry the girl that Keanu Reeves loves. And this Keanu mm-hmm. Reeves is Jack Pratt or Jack Spratt. A very young, very handsome Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, Keanu Reeves is gay. Okay. I really didn't you, know. No, you ask, you know, you ask gay men. <laughs> And like, if if it's somebody like as attractive as Keanu Reeves, you're like, oh, he must be gay. Gotcha. And it's like, you know, now, you know, like people like, like gay men don't care. And I'm going to use dead actors. So I like don't offend any living actors. Like they don't, like there's an ugly actor. They like, they wouldn't care if like Ernest Borgnine was gay or Billy Barty because it's (laughs) Keanu who admittedly was very, very attractive, Mm -hmm. was never photographed with women, was a little kind of ambiguous in his performances. And uh, then he did that movie, My Private Idaho with River Phoenix is like, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. It's all pretty point. Okay. He, he's not gay. He's not gay. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I don't well, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I don't I wouldn't either. So, you know, no. Never never got that far up the social ladder. <laughs> it's just Liberace. He shocked me. Come on. Liberace. Oh, he was a lousy <laughs> lie. <laughs> but, but, but it was the easiest four hundred dollars I ever made in my life. <laughs> oh jeez. But I'm bummed. But I'm so there's 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 teddy bear cops in this town. The worst costumes are all furries. This is I told John about furries earlier, but here here we have a yes. whole furry convention. A whole town of furries. Uh, I saw Raggedy Ann, which is the only trademark toy I think I saw because there was no. I, you saw her right just for a minute. I saw Raggedy Ann just for a minute. Yeah, it was like was it product <laughs> placement? I don't know. I don't know. Somebody no. Somebody paid a lot of money. Well, there was a Raggedy that. Ann animated movie in the late eighties. Was it mid eighties? Remember, it was a big deal. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. All right. Not exactly the target demographic, but yes, I do remember it. So they sing a song. Let's hear it for the girl. <laughs> song. Yes. There's there's a few songs here. I, but you know what happened when they play this song? <laughs> What's I, that? I went to YouTube and I looked up the Cookie Factory. Oh, they, that's right. They started singing. Okay, sorry. It's good that we, I don't mind going on tangents, but I forget where we are in this movie. They go visit the Cookie Factory because Georgie Diabetic Porgy takes them to show him where he works. Mm-hmm. And they start dancing and singing. Is that where they sing Let's Hear It for the Girl song in the Cookie Factory? I thought that was outside after she... I thought that was, like, between, like, when she got rid of... Got rid of Barnaby Barnacle. Barnacle. She breaks like, up the wedding, so he hates her. Breaks up the wedding, and she's... And suddenly they start singing about freedom. I'm like, yeah. is this a Christmas special or a July 4th special? Like, yeah. I, like maybe they were thinking we could go either way with this. I don't know. But for some reason, they go to the cookie factory after they upset Barnab- Barnaby. And when mm-hmm. they start singing in the cookie factory, that song was so bad. I was like, oh. And I typed into YouTube the cookie factory song in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which is called Toot Sweet. I don't know if you like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or the song. I love Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I do I too. Chitty Chitty so Bang. I went and I watched that song and I fast forwarded through the song. Babes <laughs> in Toyland and continued the movie. <clears throat> so. Too sweet. Great song, John. I love that song. Ends with all the dogs running in because they're, they're blowing the whistle. I don't know if you remember that. I, this, the child catcher frightened me when I was a child. Oh, Benny Hill. Benny, oh, wait, sorry. Benny Hill's in that movie. Yeah. Written by the Sherman Brothers. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so back to the plot. Barnabas, Barnaby is going to frame Jack Spratt by throwing all the cakes and candy down a big hole in the floor. 
because I guess he's yeah. in charge of guarding it. It's six mm-hmm. months worth of worth of cakes, so I don't know how good these cakes were going to be after six months. Especially if it's like a buttercream frosting or something. Yeah. That is not going to last you six months. I thought that too. Yes. Like, wait a second here. What preservatives <laughs> are they using in these cookies? I mean, I'll just go and get a bag of Oreos if, you know, right. Jesus, these cookies are six months old. I was, I thought I was paying this money for fresh. So they take uh, Keanu to, to prison. I'm just going through this plot mm-hmm. quick. You stop me if you yeah, got go. If you get a, if I have a comment, I'll let you. If I get a comment, I'll let you know. I'm gonna. I got to. Uh, I'm just gonna get the emery board and file my nails here. No, go ahead. <laughs> Take him to prison for grand cookie larceny. That was like. Uh, there was no mm-hmm. jokes. In this no jokes landed. Not one joke. And not Bar- one joke landed. Barnaby's makeup was basically old man who got out of bed and didn't comb his hair. If you right. ever see this movie, and, and they only like they only like put the, the the fake nails on his pinkies right like what's up with that <laughs> he probably refused come on nobody he was refused. like no <laughs> he's like get away from my hands i gotta go out and it was he probably was out late not out late the night before going to some adult uh, some adult film convention <laughs> with his this was a tv beloved, movie so it must have been beloved. in his contract and he's like okay it's in my contract but you're only putting one of these nails on my fingers Yes, because nobody. No, also, nobody was acting in this movie. Everybody was just like, "Okay, we're, or, we're or, here," or, or or overacting. <laughs> no, they could. Or like overacting. No, there was a lot of, there. There are just some scenes that called for it. Yes. I mean, they had no choice as actors. They had to. They should. They had to like. Yeah, they yeah. should. Oh, uh, Pete Rose gets a mention. There's an yes. inspiring story about Pete Rose. For I forget 4, where. 4,197 hits. And then they made him king of Cincinnati. Yes, Drew Mary. Drew Mary. Yeah, she's trying to uh, she's trying to get the justice of the peace yes. to distract him so they can get the keys and they can get Jack out of That's true. The, the jail cell. Drew Barrymore. I keep, want to call, keep wanting to say Drew Marymore. So she made such a, you know, she made E.T. I don't know how she ended up in this. Well, I think this is the point where, like, her mother was, like, taking her out to the nightclubs, like, Uh-oh. the Viper Room. Did she no, have No, seriously, one? like... Okay. She, she I forget. Like 13, 13... She did a whole thing on it, like, it came out in People Magazine in, like, 1989, 80... Or 1989-90, and it was like, you know, she just... Uh, like, her mother would just, like, take her out to these yep. nightclubs, because her mother, I think, wanted to be an actress, and she was trying to make the uh-huh. connections. Yeah, so, and I guess, I guess... I guess she was pimping out her 13-year-old daughter, like, I don't know, meet men. I don't know. Like, oh, look at my daughter. She was Gertie in E.T. So, uh, yeah. So this town is two blocks big, but everywhere they go, they got to get in these little go-kart cars. Right. To the point I was like, oh, another go-kart scene. Yeah. Um, and the and do you remember the only requirement for getting your Toyland driver's license, which was the cookie, by the way. Right. A cookie. The only way, <laughs> as long as your feet could touch the pedals. <laughs> They don't want you which walking. Is, they don't want you walking which anywhere. Is, which which is coincidentally, which is coincidentally the same requirements for getting your driver's license in Alabama. As long as your feet can touch the pedals, you can true get a driver's license, get married, and have children. True. I thought we only made fun of Florida on the show. Come on. No, I'll make fun of Alabama too. It's a neighboring state. We'll just work our way up the East Coast. No, no one's listening in Alabama. Delaware. Let's talk about Delaware. <laughs> They want them driving those cars because if you walk, you know, you're not going to – diabetes will, uh, will not – what am I trying to say? You won't get diabetes as easy if you walk around a little bit. Right. Anyway. See, yeah, walking around will burn off all the excess <laughs> calories, thus risking the chance that you will not get type 2 diabetes. So, they so you, want to keep the, you want to keep them as sedentary as possible. Right. So the whole gang, Keanu, uh, Drew Barrymore, uh, Porky, diabetic Georgie, uh, they go to visit the toy maker to say, hey, Barnaby's an evil guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the toy, toy maker is uh, Arnold from, uh, not Arnold, He's what was his name on Happy Days? No, he was Arnold. Arnold, okay, and he's Mr. Yeah. Mr. Al, 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 was, Al was the guy who took his place. Yes, and Mr. M- I'm going to say his name wrong. Karate Kid. How do you say his name? He was Mr. Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. His name was Pat Morita. Pat Morita. He actually had a, a jet in, 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 the, in the, like in, in 
Happy Days, he was just billed as Pat Morita, but he has like a Japanese first name. Yes. Given name that he uses with Pat in, you know, quotes. Okay. And then, yeah. So he's Santa Claus. But, yeah. And he's like two years off of an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actor for The Karate Kid. And oh. I'm like, really? This is all you could get after Mr. Miyagi? Hey, well, not easy if you're not just white, well, young guy. Yeah, you know, that, as soon as that came out, I, I was like, duh, that's very insensitive. You're not a course. white, young, uh, gay, yeah. gay Keanu Reeves. You're not going right. to get the parts. Right. There um, you go. <laughs> and for some reason, Santa Claus is collecting the world's evil in a bottle. That was like a strange plot yeah, twist like what, out of nowhere. This was the 80s, and, you know, I think a lot of cocaine went into getting the script done and, and getting it filmed. <laughs> uh, but he but he is kind of like um, a Jedi in that he's like, no, no, he's not completely evil. There's good in Mr. Barnaby. Right. Um, and Barnaby He's is good watching, and everything. watching them with his troll log, a bird with one eye. Uh-huh. Uh, and a bunch of monsters. He's, he, yeah. Barnaby lives underground with some monsters in a troll log. <laughs> to- right. Totally in the, co- uh, coke-induced uh, inspiration co- there. Totally coke-induced, <clears throat> totally coke-induced world. <laughs> um, yeah. This town is so Just, white. Oh, <laughs> this town is so white. How white is it? It's it's whiter than a, a dead Irishman. I don't know. Can I say? But I'm It's whiter. Yeah, it's it's whiter than Robert Rauschenberg's white painting series. You know your <laughs> you know your art history, John. I think I have an idea of what that is. <laughs> I think I know exactly what you're talking about. You don't need to go into detail. Am I going ahead of you? Is there anything you want to say about plot points here? No, I'm just going to make a comment about the Irish, but that's okay. <laughs> We're Irish. We can do that. Yeah, we can say this, but no, you brought up the Irish, and I'm like, it just reminded me of the old joke. What's the difference between an Irish wedding and an Irish funeral? You, you, One less drinker. Yeah, you told that joke already, John. Have I told that? <clears throat> but did it make it on the air? I, See, I can never I be so. sure if it's on the air. I think we got. We start listening to these episodes. <laughs> Have I messed up? Where, where, uh, where are we now? I, I'm just, um, yeah. <laughs> What's the difference between a? Uh, Kennedy skiing and a Kennedy driving. Nobody drowns. That's right. Is, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I've mind melded with Tim Hamilton. Is the Vulcan mind meld? Look at my eyebrows are going up just like Spock. Did I ever tell you about the time I, I was dating this guy? Oh, he was just the cutest little guy, this cutest little redhead, and he was just so adorable. And I dated him for about a month. Until the night he said to me, um, you know, you remind me of a, of, a, of a famous actor. And I'm like, oh, really? Who? And I'm like thinking, oh, Brad Pitt, Keanu Reeves, you know, George Clooney. You know. Wait, let me. Who? 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 Uh-huh. He said, uh, Sarek, Spock's father from the original <laughs> Star Trek series. I was like, what? Mark Leonard. Like, hey, he was a really handsome man. He was? I'm like, I'm like uh, okay. So, like, I, you know, and then, then like, I didn't even like spend the night with him that night. I was like, I got to go. And I, maybe I had to be to work the next morning. I don't know. So, anyway, so then I just called him the next day. I said, I'm sorry, I can't see you anymore. Oh, no. I did. <laughs> wow. Well, at least you're honest. <clears throat> I just couldn't do it, Tim. If he said Leonard Nimoy, would that have been better? No, no, no. Oh. I just, I just couldn't handle the. <clears throat> The Star Wars reference. Just couldn't do it. Star Trek, John. Oh, Star Trek. See, there you go. I, I, can't even, I can't even keep them straight. William Shatner? He said William Shatner still? No? Yeah, but you know, you got to remember, I couldn't remember my, uh, my pin to my debit card tonight, so don't hold me to too high a standard, okay? All right. One, two, three, four. Just press the, just press the green button for credit, hon. Huh? I'm like, I'll do that. Because there's a line behind me. Oh, that's oh, exactly God. how it's funny because it's true. Yeah. So, so they capture them all. Barnaby. Let's just get. He captures them in his cave. They discover the the hole in the the store, and they go down in that. And they get captured in Barnabas's underground lair, and Barnabas gets the bottle with all the evils of the world in it because he really wanted that. Um. 
Oh, he 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 invaded the toy shop. That was a yeah, a rather ridiculous scene, and ties them up, and um, they get loose because the trollog pecks at them, pecks at their skin, pecks their eyes out, but then pecks Drew Barrymore's uh, ropes. Yeah, offer. Just wanted to yep. point out that gruesome scene. But, they, but anyway, they get captured. They're in the, the prison. Yeah. And Barnabas sprays everybody with evil gas out of this this uh, right bottle. And Drew Barrymore right. is is immune because you know she's yes. been out drinking with her mom at, at the clubs. Yeah. <laughs> she's she no yeah, longer. She's she, that's a funny thing about this movie. She, she does not remember what it's like to be a child. And I'm like, that's right. Yes. Yeah, that's You've been right, out to nightclubs with your mom. <laughs> Right, the previous night she was in the Karl Lagerfeld rubber bondage room in Munich. <laughs> that's right. How With weird is that? And that's we exactly know. the plot. And she's, they sing the Cincinnati song and she snaps the other people out of it. And you know what happened yes. when they, they played this, John? What happened I, I went to, to YouTube and I typed in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang music boxing. <laughs> Oh my with, God. with Benny Hill. You remember when uh, Dick Van Dyke yes. pretends to be a puppet and Sally, yes. what's her name? Uh, S- Sally uh, well, Ann Howells. She pretends to be right. a puppet and they dance. And I watched that instead of watching them sing Cincinnati again. <laughs> I couldn't take it. I, I got I, you know, to delve into this. I've got <laughs> to. I got to figure out what it is with this movie because there's like nobody associated with Cincinnati in this movie. It must have just been it fit in the song. It's, it fits the song, John. I think Oscar Hammerstein wrote that. Or, you know, they probably just had that one line around like, oh, H-I-O, Ohio, mm-hmm. USA. And, you know, so there had to be a city in Ohio. Maybe yeah. that's what it was. Oscar Hammerstein. If I ever meet Drew he Barrymore it. or Keanu Reeves, I'm going to say, hey, that 1986 TV movie you did for NBC called Babes in Thailand, do you, what was the deal with Cincinnati? <laughs> They'll be like, what are you talking about? Really? <laughs> they don't remember that movie. No, they don't, or they don't want to. So they then <laughs> try to do more acting and pretend to be evil, even though they've been cured of being evil because they right. sang Cincinnati. I mean, they Ooh. haven't been acting through the whole movie. Why start now? Was but that anyway? Was that method acting, John? Is that what you call that? Uh, yeah, you've done some like acting. The, I think I think it was the Stanislavski method. It's like <laughs> B. I am sandpaper. B. Sandpaper. <laughs> That's a Dana Carvey bit. Anyway, talking about acting class. Oh, sandpaper. Be sandpaper. <laughs> I don't remember that. But they run up to the toy maker's shop, and I forget to mention, we did see that he made giant wooden soldiers. Mm-hmm. Kids' tastes change. They don't want them anymore. I don't know if you saw what he was making, but it wasn't what kids want. It was those little wooden, I don't know who remembers this. You put a candle under these little wooden fans and the can the heat and makes, they spin. makes your little mobile spin around made of wood. That's, yep. that's, that's what the kids were into in 1986. Uh, I've got a, I've, I've, I've got a, I've actually, I have got a tin one of those from Sweden. Yeah. Cause that's, yeah. Well, yeah. Cause that's what the kids mm-hmm. were into back then. That's what they wanted. That's what they didn't want. Care bears. <laughs> they didn't want Teddy Ruxpin. Mom, I want the spinny thing when you laid a candle under the, that's what that's was in what the toy I shop. Want. Seriously, the kid was like, Teddy rocks when he throws it across the living room and it hits the wall. He's like, I wanted the spinny thing that you light a candle under. Yes. So, But there are giant wooden soldiers. In the original movie, it makes sense. They would hurt kids and San was upset. But in this movie, he's just like, yeah, kids aren't into giant wooden soldiers that would kill people. That would kill people. Uh, so he releases them. And they actually have guns and cannons. They're they're shooting yes, the monsters but, but and Barnaby, but they don't kill anyone. No, they just they just forcefully push them past the gates. <laughs> yes, and Barnaby, which, like, which looks like the gate from F Troop. It was an amusement park. I think, I think. it was like one of those El Chipo amusement parks, like I, you find up in the Catskills in the seventies. Oh no, John! I think it was Disney Germany. Don't you think that's what it was? Disney Disney no, Munich. I, no, I don't. <laughs> no, actually, Tim, I don't. <laughs> But Barnaby grabs Jack B. Nimble. Walt, Walt, Walt really <laughs> hated the crowds. Yes. He said, that's it. The bare minimum for Disneyland Munich. <laughs> I hate those crowds. He didn't, though. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> Don't get me going. 
Don't ruin my image of Walt. Barnaby says the the regrettable line. He grabs Jack Be Nimble and he says, it's the only line I remember from the movie. Jack Be Nimble, Jack Be Dead. Remember this? He's trying to choke Keanu. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't funny or, 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 or even bad. It was just, I don't know. Yeah. At that point, I was looking for that uh, DoorDash commercial with that cute little long-haired right, dude right. musician. I think his name is Tyler. Anyway, no, I didn't. I didn't. Like, <laughs> but here's where the plot falls apart. Santa Claus banishes Barnaby. Banishes Barnaby to this forest with these creatures that now hate him. He was the one that said, no, no, there's good in everyone. So I thought at the end we were going to have some, you know, it's going to be like a Darth Vader ending. Remember, Darth Vader's like, "Yeah, you were right, Luke. <laughs> Jack, I am your father." <laughs> but he banishes I'm, him. I am not. I am not your uncle. <laughs> I am your uncle, father. Right. <laughs> Damn, your mother was a fine piece of tail. <laughs> <laughs> like stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one that said those good in him, but he's the one that banishes him. Anyway, anyway, plot fell apart. Right there, at that moment. Uh, Drew Barrymore jumps in Santa's sleigh and flies off back to Cincinnati. And this is, Mm -hmm. this is awkward. I don't know if you noticed this. This is how, how quickly they filmed the show. Because Drew climbs over Santa's sleigh. Were you still watching? And, mm-hmm. and she's what, 11 or 12? And I'm like, she climbs over and we see her underwear. And I saw her like put her, her, her dress down when she sat next to Santa. Like, oh, I, I realized my, my whole dress was hiked up. I was like, you couldn't, right. fi- you couldn't film that one more time. You didn't notice. One more time. That when she just jumped how about, over. How, how about just edit that? Just a little yeah. snip, snip. Like one frame, two frames, three frames tops. It was just the sloppiness. It was like this. It was almost like it was shot live, which it wasn't, well, right? It wasn't, this wasn't it, a live. It was, it, it was a European. No, it was totally animated, Tim. It was, no, it was a European <laughs> production. They're, they're, they're smut brains over there. They, yeah. It wasn't even smutty. It's just like, eh. Just shoot that again. Originally, she's, well, she's, no, the original. Actually, this was the reshoot. The original was Drew Barrymore doing the old Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct, and they uh, said no. Nope. NBC said Brandon Tartikoff said nope. I don't know her real age. She looked like she was ten. I think she was like thirteen or fourteen in this. Okay. Whew. Well, I'm glad that's over. That was just terrible. Of all the movies, it was just it no was fun. Terrible. No fun. Terrible. No. But fun. like, I mean, you know. I'm as, as much as I love to this day, I love Christmas, Tim. It's wonderful. You love the holidays and the solstice. I love the hub. I love all that stuff. <laughs> and even as a kid, I was just like in wonder of it. And I like, I believe the whole Santa shtick. I believed everything. But even if I had been a six year old child in 1986 watching this movie on NBC, I'd be like, oh God, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in yes, my life. I think so. I think <laughs> like, so. I think I would have the same reaction as a six year I'd be like, oh God, really? Yep. Really? I love the holidays too. Yeah. Do you remember do you remember the show Love American Style? Of course. Love no, American no. Style. Sung by the, the Cow Sills. The Cow um, Sills. I'm sure our listeners don't remember this show, but it was an early 70s show, an anthology about love. And it was actually where the where Happy Days started. There was an unofficial little pilot yes. called Love in the Happy Days. Um, yes. It was in reruns, and I don't know why I watched it. I think I love the song. I love the logo. Love but I was too young to get the humor. It was like adult right. love stuff. I don't know why right. I was watching it. Like, my babysitter must have been watching it. But I love the Maybe. logo. And you know, well, right. wait, I got, wait. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Sometimes I see you. Go you're going to go into a story. I'm trying to tell you that one Christmas, because I'd been camping with friends as a kid, and I remember I had to borrow uh-huh. a sleeping bag. I'm like, uh-huh. you need a sleeping bag. And I picked, uh-huh. I picked out what I thought was the Love American Style sleeping bag because it was the 70s, and this sleeping bag had hearts with the, the flag. The, no, the flag, because the, oh. for people who don't know, Love American Style had a heart, and it had the uh, stripes right. and stars, American stars flag. Stars and stripes and, and, like and, 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 and fireworks going fireworks. off in the background. 
And yes. in no way was this sleeping bag really <laughs> an official <laughs> Love American Style sleeping bag, which only lasted two seasons. It was just a yeah. sleeping bag with hearts and flag motif. And I, and I loved that sleeping bla- bag. I took it to college as a blanket. I think it only got destroyed somewhere in the 90s, you know, eventually. It oh, just wow. like it wore out. Uh, washing it and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, John, washing yeah. it, washing it. That's how I got yeah. worn out. Washing it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's how right, I got John. Worn out. Yeah, washing. I wash it um, every week. Uh, <laughs> but I remember that. I don't know why I loved the Love American Style loved, song and opening. Yes, I did too. Hmm. And I, I, you know, what I think it was because it was almost set up like a, like a half hour of cartoons because they were short, like they were ten to fifteen minute little vignettes. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why I enjoyed it too, because it was kind of like watching like you know that you have like three Bugs Bunny cartoons in a half hour, and mm-hmm. it was the same was the same length so maybe that's why it was appealing to us as children as well well i'm going to move us along to quiz time i'll call it the bim code said he q a brain twist do you like quizzes john i do love quizzes. i'll call it said q a brain twist the bim code i love quizzes answer the bim code i'll call it theme song mm, no. who yeah. who who from this show john was voted most likely to be the ceo of an elevator company did you have any thoughts i do and it's a shared honor Okay. And it's a shared honor between Zach and Mac, who were kind of like the monster henchmen. One of which looked like Nosferatu. Of Barnaby mm-hmm. Barnacle. Yeah. And if you notice in this in the in this film, Babes in Twilight, they're constantly pushing things down. Like the cakes and the cookies, mm-hmm. they push into a trap door and it goes into the basement of the factory. And they push like Mac, uh, Mary and Georgie and Jack into this pit and they go mm-hmm. into the, uh, you know, the dark forest and they put you, push and, each other down. Sometimes. And so they were voted most likely to be CEOs of an elevator company because instead of the old adage, what goes up must come down. They come up they came up with the adage of what goes down must go up. And they, that really got <laughs> them thinking and they started studying elevator mechanics and wow. they became CEOs of the company. Interesting. Even, even though, as I said, one of them looks like Nosferatu. Yeah, exactly well, they like German. Nosferatu. One, they're both German. One builds himself. One builds himself. One in the Wikipedia was billed as a, a Swiss painter and occasional actor. <laughs> a Swiss painter came all the way to a Germany to play. He, I don't know if he, I don't know. I can't remember if he was Zach or Mac, but yeah, yeah but he's well Switzerland, Germany. I mean, yeah, probably, <laughs> probably right there. Probably like a two-hour train ride away. No, he went down the canal. But yeah, that's right. One of them, canal. they were was working. Was it a great canal journey? <laughs> yes. They were, they were working levers in this movie. I saw that. Uh, okay, well, my idea was that Toyland is like Florida in many ways. The constant sunshine, the way you can easily accuse someone of stealing cakes with no proof. Many people have diabetes. And, of course, there's no elevators. So Jack and Jill, they live there. Jill was t- Jack was tired of falling down the hill all the time. He wanted to go up there and get the pail of water, but he's always falling down the hill. So he talked about building an elevator for the hill. Thus, he was vo- voted most likely to be an elevator CEO, and he headed off to Columbia to go to school oh, to become Christ. an elevator CEO. <laughs> you got to stop making me laugh during these stories. But when he got to to did I say Cornell? He, he headed off to Columbia. Doesn't matter. They, Columbia doesn't matter. But he fell down those big steps you take to get into the main building, and he broke his crown and, and broke his legs, and he broke his elevator inspecting finger. Thus, he went back to Toyland of failure. Oh, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> so, do you have anybody in this movie who would have a podcast? Yes, it would be the Most mother likely. who played Mother Mother Hubbard. Well, it would be the mother who played Mother Hubbard, whose Mother Hubbard in Toyland, played by the late great Eileen Brennan, who I always yeah. loved. She was in Private Benjamin, mm-hmm. The Sting. She was a Zara, Jack's acting coach on Will and Grace. Yes, and, you know, she yes. was one of those supporting characters that had a long, long career. Mm-hmm. I think she was on Laughing for a little while too. Um, but anyway, yes. Um, anyway, as Mother Hubbard, she's always keeping lists. Like she'd have these long lists. Yes, yes. And I noticed at the end of the movie, after Drew Barrymore get out of the catatonic state or whatever she was in, <laughs> and she, the mother was still writing in like her little steno pad. That's right. So she would have a podcast about not to have 13 children because you'll forget their names <laughs> and the importance 
of keeping a list for everything or you will lose control of your household. True. And, and your, your, the deed to your house or whatever she owed. Yes. Make sure you know okay. who owns the, make sure you know who holds the mortgage on your shoe. <laughs> Is that all she was keeping notes about? Well, that's all she uses on the podcast. I'm oh, sure okay. there's she's she's writing under a pen name. She's writing steamy erotic romance novels of the other stuff she writes on the list. She seemed very unhappy in this movie. I mean, she must have seemed very unhappy, but then she was quite aroused uh, about the prospect of maybe getting Barnab- Barnaby Barnacle. Yeah, that was in her marital bed. Yes, it's very strange. Very strange. Very very strange. So my vote for podcast. I think Jill would have a podcast, the boyfriend of Jack, of Jack and Jill. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, you know, the podcast was about her boyfriend who was obsessed with going up the hill to get water. And eventually she figured out he was going up the hill to look at erratic, erotic furry magazines he had stashed up there. He and Jack B. Nimble had a collection of furry, erotic furry magazines. They smoked pot and looked at these centerfolds of teddy bears and rabbits all day. And that's why Jack fell down the hill on the way back. So, thus, she has a podcast, which you can only hear in Toyland. It's all about the evils of objectifying the stuffed animals of Toyland, especially the teddy bear police. When they beat you, it is literally because you've been a bad boy or girl, not because you want to be called a dirty little bad boy or girl. (laughs) This podcast is called Furnication. This podcast is called... Uh, Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I have to go quick. I see John <laughs> shaking his head. So who would have a spin-off TV show? Well, of course, that would be Barnaby Barnacle. Okay. Um, it was a... Um, he winds up on the other end of the uh, forest of the night, which is the forest that was outside Toyland. Toyland was totally surrounded by... An evil forest. A, an evil forest. And so... Barnaby Barnacle was banned to that forest. Well, when he came on the other side of the forest, he found another town and he called himself, he changed his identity. Uh, instead of being raised by some sort of like forest creatures, he said he was raised by wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, he got his private eye lesson, or private eye license. And then he changed his name to Barnaby Barnacle Jones, oh. a Quinn Martin production. <laughs> and he started, he started his, yeah, his Barnaby, Barnaby Barnacle Jones, a Quinn Martin Some, production. And that was somewhere. his spinoff show. And, he, and so he was telling people it was, but he was saving all, he was secretly collecting all the evil from all the criminals he met. So yes, he had yes, another yes. full bottle of evil. Did he learn to comb his hair? Or did no, he wore a fedora? He, he wore still, a fedora as okay. a private eye. Barnaby Barnacle Jones. Somewhere. A Quinn Martin a Quinn Martin production. <laughs> Somewhere. Sometime, friend of the show, New York Times bestseller, sometimes co-host of the SETI Bimco show, George O'Connor is shaking his head because he doesn't get that reference. It's like, who's Barnaby Jones? Is George O'Connor the only one listening? <laughs> I feel like George O'Connor is our audience. I almost said I mean, him. Not, that, not that, would, that would be a bad thing, but I mean, if, if George is the only one in our audience, I mean, Jesus, do I really have to meet you at, at 730 every every Wednesday yeah. night, Tim? I, I can just call George on the phone right now and talk, talk to him. I'll give you his yeah. number. <laughs> his, number <laughs> his number is 718-352-1234. 1235. Well, I have a TV show spinoff, too. But I have. Who would have a TV spinoff? I almost did Barnaby 2 because I thought that would be good. Yeah. But yeah. I did. My spinoff would have to do with Georgie Diabetic Porgy, who tasted mm-hmm. all the uh, cookies for his job. See, he gets married and he has a daughter, Ecstasy Porgy. <laughs> yes, that's her name, Ecstasy Porgy. Uh, she's expected to go into the cookie, cookie tasting business too, just like her father. But her father doesn't want her to. He doesn't, doesn't want her to get diabetes, so... He ships her off on the toy maker's sled. I guess the toy maker is actually Santa on his sled. So she can go live in Joyland. It's the land ruled by Joy Behar. And oh, Patty Por- no! <laughs> Patty Porgy grows up to regularly deal with Joy Behar's makeup on the TV show The View. And, and only Joy's makeup. 
Nobody no, else hears me. If she even hears that Patty is anywhere near Whoopi's dressing room, Joy belittle, belittles Patty about her little cookie-making fingers and cookie-tasting I mean, cookie fingers until she breaks down in tears. And this TV show oh is God. called... The TV show is called, oh John... Oh, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. Whoopi, Joy, and Ecstasy. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. A long walk. Yeah. We're done. We'll get out of here. This was our yes. holiday special. Winter solstice. This is our holiday. Aren't you everybody, filled with holiday joy now? Everybody have a wonderful new year. And, oh, ho, ho. Uh, right Happy winter solstice. Wait, we got to give out the email. Seti oh, Bimco no, with an E not. at Gmail. <laughs> email us, Seti Bimco with an E. Uh, we're on Instagram, Inst- uh, Seti underscore Bimco. Maybe I can get off Twitter. I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't know if I can do TikTok. You can follow us anywhere. All 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 the places you listen to podcasts. It is exactly. Seti Bimco. Yes, S E D D Y B I M C O. Yeah, I got to come up with a little jingle to spell because I think that might be our problem. Oh. People can't spell Seti Bimco. Maybe. I can play. I can play the harmonica. D D Y B I M C O. I'll make. All right, it's the podcast where you learn a lot, and yeah, I'll come up with it. I'll come up with it. All right, all right. We're gonna go. We don't know what's gonna happen next week. We'll we'll rearrange the new year. We will rearrange. This is the Lunar New Year, the Chinese New Year, or okay. All right. Bye, John. Happy Happy holidays. Happy winter solstice. Seti Binko is a podcast by Tim Hamilton and John Kelly. Produced by Miss Lee. Music by Tim Hamilton. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line. I'm going to be up front with you. I don't know how noticeable it was, but before we went on the air, I smoked half a joint. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs>